Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> so we got a heavy episode today, guys, which is not what you expected the off season. But um, well, first off, I'm I'm Jordan. I'm Michael. And I'm Sid. Yeah. So honestly, guys, we'll probably start cutting the introductions at some point because we've been doing this podcast for over four months now. So by now, you either know our names or you'll figure it out along the way. So we might stop that soon. Uh, first off, we want you guys to follow us on, you know, all our social media off the screen at off the screen pod for our Instagram and Twitter. And then just give us likes, good ratings or whatever. Like whenever you you listen, if you enjoy our content, just, you know, give us a little support, especially in off season. You know, you see a little bit of a dip. So just just show some love show some love and next we just want to tell everyone to get out and vote like if by by now it's a little bit late to like mail in your ballot but if you have drop-off sites go to that yeah or vote in person early voting's a thing for a lot of places yeah so Um, i live in florida and i think most of our viewers are in florida so i just wanted to like put it out there so everyone knows since that's the majority of our audience uh early voting in florida ends on the first and then obviously election day is on the third so yeah my I vote in Boston. My vote got uh, got like approved and everything. So, oh, you vote you vote yeah. in Boston. Oh, so you did mail in for yeah. Boston. I I didn't mail in for Boston. Like from New York, I mailed it to to Boston. Okay, cool, cool. And then yeah, uh, anything else you want to add, Sid? You guys, have your weeks been? I just bombed a calc test. It's I'm pretty been... sure. <laughs> Rip. Uh, um, mine's been good. Just busy, very busy. Hella busy. I feel that. I feel that. Whole lot of studying. And Hopefully shit next studying. week. Next week I can chill a little bit till like uh, finals, I guess. We got like another month, maybe month and a half for, of, of the semester. Well, I know NYU uh, lines up really weird with the Florida schools. It ends like December twentieth, so I basically caught. It's like a month and a half, um, two months. Okay, because I think we end at like December seventh or eleventh or something like that, around there, early December. <laughs> That must be nice. Mm. Yep. But all right, this this is going to take a little while. So we'll start off with some nice news, you know, just real quick. Uh, recently, I actually, oh, I forgot to write the date, but Jokic got married recently. Guys, the Joker's off the market, you know? Yeah. <laughs> prime, prime, prime bod, prime real estate's gone. Exactly. No, you, you guys really missed out on that one because <laughs> he married his girlfriend who... He's been dating since they were like 16. They got married in his hometown in Serbia. Girlfriend of nine years. Yep. Nice. Yep. And he's 25 right now. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a long relationship and they were supposed to get married in June, but they got postponed because of, you know, like COVID and the bubble and everything. <laughs> but that's the last piece of good news you're going to hear for a while because <laughs> I'd imagine this next part's going to take a while. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, I just, I just read the outline five seconds before we started recording yeah so apparently i still haven't seen it mike or sid have not been paying attention to any nba news so i just told mike to go over the outline sid hasn't gone over the outline because like his internet is broken again so we think it's just like scheduled maintenance every thursday so we might need to like adjust our schedule or whatever because every two thursdays that's yeah exactly because like every other thursday his internet Mm -hmm. is out so we end up recording at really weird times or whatever or but right now he's just on his phone so yep Sid doesn't know what happened. Mike just figured out what happened. Mike, do you have a case that you'd rather start with? 
there multiple cases? Yes. <laughs> we we also have we also have a uh, basketball news coming later, guys. So for uh, those, if, if you don't want to hear the... about this, you can scrub through. Let's do the first one. Just the first one you have up here. Got it. Because it is the more straightforward one. It is. It is. It's bad. Okay. But it's the most straightforward one, and then we can go into like the rabbit hole. That's the next one. Right. So Terrence Davis. Bring it on. You Bring guys, you, you guys know Terrence, Terrence Davis. Davis, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Raptors player, rookie, twenty-three years old, all rookie. I think second team. Uh, yeah. So they picked him up, and he was playing great. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, he was showing promise that he was going to be a good guard for the Raptors for the for the foreseeable future. And we acquired him just like from the G League. We signed him in the summer league after like testing him out and stuff. And he seemed to be doing great. And then, I don't know if you guys remembered this, but what feels like forever ago, we recorded, a, I think we talked about it in a podcast, like, early in the bubble, like, during the regular season games. So, Terrence Davis had an incident where he cut a hole through his mask, like, around the mouth area mm-hmm. to, like, breathe and stuff. And okay. a lot of people were, like, he got a lot of hate for that. The organization had to talk to him. He started tweeting a bunch of, like, anti-vax shit. Seems like a great guy. Yeah. And then um, Tuesday night, the icing on the cake, he received an assault charge in New York City. It's not just an assault charge. Yes, yes. So it's it's like a domestic violence charge because... Oh, my God. The way the the story goes, right? Supposedly, he and his girlfriend... Let's do do the charges first, and then we'll hear the story. Right. Two counts of assault... Harassment, endangering the welfare of a child, and criminal mischief. Seven total charges. Yeah, but those are just like the major ones. But yeah, he's facing seven total charges. So. Oh my god. Supposedly, what happened, right? I'll break it down. He and his girlfriend got into like a verbal argument, and then uh, Terrence hit her in the face. Uh, It hurt her eye, and then he grabbed her phone and like threw it on the ground and broke the screen supposedly her son was standing next to her when he hit her which caused like her son to fall which is that's where like the endangerment of a child comes from and this all broke like tuesday night just like in the middle of the night i found out maybe at like midnight one o'clock and yeah the raptors are supposedly aware of it and they're gathering information and i just want to hear what you guys what your, your thoughts are on this case because i kind of processed this already and you guys are just experiencing it for the first time uh, like i don't know what else to say no uh all seriousness like this is bad it's it's been a bad look from what you described terrorist davis not mm-hmm. on my team didn't pay attention to him but like <laughs> from what you from yeah, what you're same. describing like a <laughs> pre uh, like a pre-off season yeah everyone like, loved him up until that, the bubble that's not a good that's not a good look like in general yeah this this is not good like the nba has been somewhat spared of like domestic violence issues in comparison to like the nfl right mm-hmm. but it's just like this is not okay exactly. i don't know what the raptors are gonna do what the nba is gonna do but like it's gonna be strict it's gonna be strict it's harsh because if the NFL is the one that's okay with, like, yeah, as long as you can play, like, he's good. The NBA has been on a tough stance. It's like, we stand for issues that we matter on, and they're going to crack down on this. 
As they should. Yep. That is a lot. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about I have no I have no idea who this, but it was like minimum six foot tall, two hundred pounds, athletic build, punching out. He I is don't care who. six foot four and two hundred and one pounds. Okay, six foot four, two hundred and one pounds, punching out someone, right. like hitting 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 this one in the face. Exactly. Like, so he pleaded not guilty. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. Standard. That's, standard. That's gonna happen. And I mean, obviously, like in the U.S., it, it's kind of like an innocent until proven guilty case. But I really don't play around with like domestic abuse and stuff like that. Like, and all of this sounds really bad. And like, they did find a broken phone, so like that's more evidence leading against him. So, like, I guess if it's proven against it, like they find some like surefire evidence that he didn't do it, then sure. But like, as of right now, I'm kind of the opinion like I really don't care how promising of a future he, he seems to have for the team. Like, just pack that man the fuck out of here. <laughs> this isn't the NFL. Yeah. I think, like, if they went pretty hard on, like, DeAndre Ayton, I think. That was his name, right? Yeah, but or that was like a drug, drug charge. charge. That was different. That was a drug. That was just, like, drugs. Yeah. I'm just saying if they went that hard on him where he missed, I don't even remember how many games, but it was a lot. It was, a, it was like um, a 20, I, 30 game suspension. Don't yeah, worry, don't worry, Sid. This isn't the one surprised. you want to compare to drug charges. Davis is done. This isn't the case you want to compare to drug charges. <laughs> oh my god, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, it like. Let's be clear. The legal process will work out differently than the NBA process, like the yep. thing. So the court process, he he may not he may he may plea. Most cases go to a plea deal, etc. He might avoid like criminal prosecution, like like jail time but that's its own process like the nba NBA at minimum suspend him for a season at minimum because not only is it the nba but he's also plays for one of the most progressive teams in the nba like the raptors were probably one of the hardest gunning for like the black lives matter uh, protests and stuff and like they were they were really like pushing things forward and they're not even like the team in the u.s which is crazy and that's where like most of these issues were happening so the fact that he plays for for, the, for them like i think that is also rough because there's some teams i guess that don't really care as much you know like the knicks see... <laughs> i wasn't gonna say the knicks i don't know um... but like yeah exactly it's like they they top to bottom they kind of hold everyone to a high standard so that's yeah, I, that like depends on the case, I guess. The Raptors gonna review it, but I fully expect to not see him wearing our uniform next year. If anything, I, I think I think he's cut from the Raptors. Yeah, if anything, the best case yeah. for him is instead of just getting cut, he gets traded. That's the best. Who's possible gonna take case. him right now? I don't know. I guess I, some I, team that doesn't care as much and needs young talent. The Knicks, the Rockets. <laughs> oh my God! My God. The Rockets need young guys, but like, no, that's a, that's some serious. I, shit. I don't know if they need young guys that badly. Yeah, facts. <clears throat> that's if they rebuild too. Wow, that's not confirmed. So uh, well, all this news. this information, by the way, guys, we got all that from ESPN. So just sourcing. And that is the simpler, more cut and dry case. Yeah, exactly. 
So <laughs> well, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, all right. So the next one, Sid, this is a name you probably know. Malik Beasley. Uh, Nuggets player, right? He got traded to the Wolves midseason. Okay, then Wolves. Okay. Yep. So he was arrested. Uh, oh, nice. On what? <laughs> uh, police say that he pointed an assault rifle at a family of three, a couple and their 13-year-old daughter, <laughs> because they approached his rental home during a touring parade. Like, a, a home touring parade in... Oh my gosh, was it in Minneapolis? I think so. I think so, because that's, you know, where he plays. But to be noted, his house was roped off, like, to be excluded from the tour, I guess. I, I really don't know what a home touring parade is. <laughs> yeah, just, no I'm just assuming they're, like, driving around and looking at houses and shit. I have no idea. Is it, like, Christmas lights or, like, Halloween decorations, maybe? Someone in Minneapolis or wherever this is happening, explain to us what what is this. Right. Or, Mike, you might want to, like, you might want to look City. that up while I'm explaining this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, his house was roped off. He allegedly approached their SUV with an assault rifle, and he tapped on their window. He pointed the gun at the vehicle and told the family, and then this is a quote, get the fuck off my property, uh, according to the prosecutors. And basically, they described the gun as an all-black assault rifle with a foregrip and a scope, like some Call of Duty type shit. <laughs> and supposedly the gun was pointed at them the whole time they were driving away, too. So afterwards, the police came, of course, and... Him and his girlfriend, Montana Yao, are both facing a drug charge because the police searched their home. They initially were searching for the rifle, and they found and seized 1.8 pounds of weed or oh marijuana. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in the breakdown session, so 1.8 pounds of marijuana. <laughs> and they also found the rifle matching the description, as well as a 12-gauge shotgun and a handgun. The cops seized surveillance footage from the home, showing Beasley... Like, as he grabbed the rifle, and he took it outside to the family, and he took it outside around the same time that the family reported the incident. And they're currently, both of them are facing a fifth degree drug possession felon, a fifth degree drug possession charge, and uh, threats of violence charge for Beasley as well, because of the gun incident. And those are like felony charges. His girlfriend claimed that the weed belonged to her, and that she got it as like, from a medical dispensary like legally and they both have court appearances uh beasley is on november 19th my birthday and his girlfriend uh yao is december 29th <clears throat> just some unnecessary information for anyone who didn't know who malik beasley is he uh, was on the Nuggets, got traded to the Timberwolves, averaged 20.7 points per game in 14 games with the Wolves. And mm. that's not really relevant <laughs> to this. It's just kind of background in case you guys needed to know who he is. Jesus Christ. Right. So Well, yeah, yeah that's an adventure. When did this happen? This? Okay, so the Terrence Davis case, I found out about on Tuesday night. I found out about this Wednesday morning. So yesterday, yesterday morning. And I mean... You guys will hear this podcast Friday, so it would have been like two days ago. So this all happened within two, like two incidents in two days. Pretty much, it it very well could have happened within like twelve. Within one twelve to twenty four hour hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Wow. Okay. Well. 
this one this this one has this one has evidence stacked against him all the way <laughs> like that's rough <laughs> but it's yeah like what do you it's almost something that he can like defend more i guess though technically if it's like protecting his property but it's just really bad look on his part no 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 do you do you know what it sounds like it's uh what was that couple in was it in north carolina this is politics news it was that white couple like they were having a yes. dlm protest and they were pointing their guns at the protesters i don't even remember that mm -hmm. wow yeah <laughs> yeah that was this is like that's kind of what it sounds like like yeah so like this they, time, had, a, they had a kid in the car yeah, no, that's not a good... Uh... Like, imagine just trying to enjoy a family day and then someone pulls up on you with an AR and is like, get off my property. A foregrip and a scope. Right! Like, like that's, that's the thing. He uh, comes out, like, fully kitted gun. <laughs> like, like, straight out of Call of Duty, War Gulag, like... <laughs> really, like... Shoot some... Custom loadout and everything. Uh, he probably had the fucking gold skin on it. <laughs> No, and then the God. it's it's just a really really bad look for him, and I honestly don't know how this one's gonna go either because this one isn't like as much of a personal case because I guess he does kind of have the defense that he was defending his property, but still it doesn't look good. And the NBA, like I'm sure the NFL would let this one slide, but <laughs> the NBA, I don't know about all that. I love how we I love how we just decided to like knock off the NFL. Yeah, cause they um, fucking suck. I mean, but I just yeah. feel like, I just feel like, whenever you have like, like legally, like I feel like whenever you have like a kid involved in the situation, and there's any sort of like violence or guns or anything like that, it's it, it'll be a lot harder for you to escape the charges. Exactly, and both cases That's had a kid opinion. involved. So, yeah. Yes. All right. So this one although i should say for the first case right i i haven't confirmed it but i did read somewhere that the kid was like 17 so he was older not that like it makes it much better but i mean compared to like if, it's not, if, it's if not, he hurt, it's if not he hurt like a 10 year old or like a five year old yeah. compared to like a 17 year old yeah it's, it's a little different <laughs> okay oh my god uh going on bro what's up with after the bubble bro <laughs> i don't know what happened to social distancing like Dude, keep your yeah like we were uh, struggling to find topics for the podcast and now we have to do like two legal breakdowns of what happened in this case in these cases uh wait what's what city was this in this or i believe state? was in minneapolis i will double check though Um, I mean, wh wh what is there to say, you know, like, he, he messed up, like, clearly. Um, yeah, Minneapolis, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. It's called Plymouth. That whole, like, marijuana thing was just, the marijuana thing was just a cherry on top, you know? Just cops really got him at that point. That's the thing, because when I first heard about this case, I only heard about them seizing the weed, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, just... Write it off to like Stephen A. You know, just stay off the weed. <laughs> stay off the weed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So no, he's in serious trouble because um, I look up. There's this thing called uh, stand your ground laws, mm -hmm. and um, Florida. You, you guys should be used to this. You you have it a lot. Yeah, stand your ground um, because they turned away. That's like a really bad thing, right? No, but it's like the idea is that 
if you if you feel like your home and yourself are in danger, you do not you don't have a duty to retreat. Yeah. So like normally say like I'm on the streets and like say you bump into me and we're about to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. That that's not okay. That's just like straight up assault if we fought there yeah. because like we were like uh we're not in our homes, we're like not in our like uh we have a duty to retreat from a fight, to retreat from a situation. Right. So in stand your ground law states, um like say Kentucky, that was Brianna Taylor, um if you're in like your house you don't have a duty to retreat from your house. Okay. So you can protect your you can protect your home, you can protect yourself in your house, etc. Okay. You can stand your ground. Now, Minneapolis where this happened does not have that law. Oh. <laughs> so Oh. So Yeah. So he's supposed to retreat back into the house. He yes, he he's not he's he cannot like he has a duty to retreat. He's not supposed to like engage anyone. In any violent behavior. Oh no. That, that oh, is... that's and mind you, that only works if the other person is like belligerent. Right. So it, it's not like I'm walking in front of your house, you can like stand me down with like your gun or whatever. That's not okay. It's like I'd be like, oh, wanna fight me? And I'm gonna, I'm trying to get into your space. Right. That's when you're allowed to like hit back. Like, that's the other confusing thing. Unless the case suggests that, like, there's something wild. Like, they drove and, like, ran over his mailbox. Or, like, they were fucking drifting in his front yard or something. Like, they just they just pull up casually. And your first instinct is to walk out with an assault rifle and point it at them? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Definitely not, not the move. Yeah. But we have, More like... Judgment. Yeah, so, but unless you guys have anything else to add to this, honestly, we have actual basketball talk to get into, and I'd rather not, like, drag out this whole thing on a negative note with the whole, all these court cases and everything. But if you guys have anything to add, just, just go ahead right now, to either case. See, when you you said drug cases, at first I'm like, what, someone, like, got some possession charge on marijuana? Like, a speeding ticket or something? Nope. Nope. Like, damn. Yep. No, this got real, real rough. Yeah, it's rough. And then I guess we can talk about it from a basketball standpoint. I kind of didn't want to because it's insensitive. But, like, I don't know. Should we, like, just as far as, like, what it means for the teams? Or, like, should we just I mean, what should... I think it's, like, what should the teams do? Yeah, exactly. It's, like, there's there's legal consequences, but there's also league and NBA uh, consequences, team consequences. Right. So, obviously, this doesn't affect the Raptors as much because, you know, he was, like, a rookie guy. He was only putting up, like, seven points a night, which, like... He was showing promise for their future, but like they're clear to move him. Like they can they yeah. can get past that. They're already a good team. The Wolves yeah, It's a bit more of a weird situation because the Wolves kinda don't have many good players. I it's also do you think the let, let's be clear, the punishments are should be very different from Malik Beasley and um Terrence and Davis. Terrence Davis. Yeah. Like Terrence Davis, like you tell me he's suspended from the league for his entire life. I, I don't I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Malik Beasley yeah. this is Malik Beasley, that's the kind of case I that I, I I want more information on that because it's a really strange case. Although this one honestly seems worse to me just because there's more evidence against him right now. Well, I think it's a it's, assuming assuming all of these like allegations are all proven true to what we understand. Mm-hmm. Malik Beasley's case, that's that is an anger management class. That is a yep. how do you 
deal with problems class. Yep. Like, I, I guess technically threatening. Common sense. Right. But I guess technically threatening compared to, like, actual violence, you know, isn't as as bad. But, uh, like, it, it was with a gun. <laughs> like, that is, yeah. that is the part that makes it so so sketchy like to, to go around yeah you know what was it really that? doesn't feel like he took the trade well bruh <laughs> <laughs> what was uh what was his name gilbert arenas right yes yes he showed up with a gun uh to, to the locker uh, room to the locker room and mind you dc has the strictest like gun laws in the country mm-hmm. and he w- and he had it in the locker room what, what was his punishment I think he just sat out a game. <laughs> I'm pretty no, sure. No, it was not. It was not a. I'm pretty sure he just sat not, out a game, or like, not or like a ten day suspension or something like that. <laughs> you can double check. Yeah, I'm like on Wikipedia right now. But yeah, um, I guess, like, really for the Wolves, this is a blow because they kind of need to like build a good team around them. And they just got D'Lo, they have Cat, but they don't really have much else. And they kind of wanted, like they were talking about trade leverage, they wanted to trade away their first pick. They probably could have traded Beasley in a package with that or something like that. Uh, A lot of people, a lot of Minnesota fans want them to get Booker because, you know, um, D'Lo, Booker, and Cat all said they wanted to play together. So, like, I don't know, this really makes a big problem because they're losing a 20 point per game scorer it's not right. oh no yeah they lost a solid role play yeah exactly yeah so essentially he got a three-year uh three-year probation i can't find his uh exact uh two-year probation sorry and 30 days at a halfway house mm-hmm. um i think he just got suspended for the rest of the season i can't find like a specific yeah uh, him and the other guy who was with was suspended for the rest of the season. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, when did this incident happen? So well, we can was, have an idea. This of how was much in the rest of 2009. Season. Yeah, I was thinking it was like 08 or something like that. And the investigation. No, no, no. What I mean is like 2010, like January 2010. Okay. So he got suspended. Okay, so he had a. I, it feels like it was a pretty solid like suspension. Yeah, in no, terms I mean, of length. It, it's 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 worth. <laughs> like yeah but based on what happened like i guess you, you gotta suspend the guy <laughs> there's no going around that but i thought it was less harsh because not that i thought he deserved less than like a full season suspension but like i don't know i thought i thought for some reason the nba ruled against it and or ruled like they weren't harsh on it on punishing it i mean mm-hmm. wow yep but you know, back into some proper basketball news now. Let's 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 get to a happier note. First off, let's start with something that Mike and I talked about last podcast. Sid wasn't here. Sid, did you listen to last podcast? Yes, I'm gonna assume no, because you hate. Why are you gonna put podcast. me on the spot like that? Because bro? you hate our podcast. It's okay. So <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. we were talking oh, about man. we were oh, talking man. about uh, where the Raptors would relocate. We both said there was an obvious city. We thought the same city. Um, What's your guess? Seattle? Yes. We both thought Seattle. Um, yeah, because like, imagine you just lose a franchise like that. Exactly. So, it, But the, the obvious issue with that is, you know, moving them to the Western Conference. So Mike suggested, like, oh, have the Raptors be a Western Conference team for a year and have 
the Pelicans play in the Eastern Conference since they're so close anyway. And that does make sense and stuff. But since we've recorded that podcast, Patrick Mahomes has suggested that the Raptors come play in Kansas City. Like, he's gunning for it. Like, he wants them to do it. He said that the city's great, they have good fans, and he said that it'd be, it'd be really cool to have an NBA team over there. So I just wanted to know how you guys feel about that. Huh? Do they have, do they have a good arena, I mean, or are they going to use, like, a, I believe they a do. university? I believe they do. I will double-check. I mean, but again, we're still. it feels like we're still losing a team to the West, right? Kansas is the West. Like near Texas or like above Texas. Kansas is kind of like in the middle, isn't it? It's it's in the middle. Dude, my U.S. geography. Anything that's not like on the <laughs> East Coast or on the West Coast yeah. is irrelevant, <laughs> and I think that's everyone. I mean, for those of us who don't live on fly- in flyover states, uh, they have the T-Mobile Center. Okay. Uh, they're uh, they would be the most like Western team, like. Like the most Western team in the East? Yeah, like... Actually, no, they're past New Orleans. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Sid, you said Kansas. It's not Kansas. Kansas City isn't in Kansas. It's in Missouri, isn't it? No, it's on the, basically on the border. Okay. It's essentially, if you were looking at it like through like uh, the lines, it's in between... It's almost halfway in between like uh, Houston and New Orleans, if you want to do like that East-West oh, I'm, Yeah, divide. I'm looking at it right now. Like, it's it's not ideal. Yeah, like it's in it's in Missouri, but it borders Kansas. Like it's on the line. <laughs> but yeah, how you guys feeling about that as a city as an option? What? No, um, Kansas City's literally split halfway through. It's hilarious. What type of city is that? goes what type of city is that right um, no offense to like i don't think we have anyone from kansas or missouri so i mean is this like a hypothetical or is this like actually like a like a real thing the nba is thinking about well moving? well he suggested they have, they have it to. they have to for uh, for this upcoming season because they, uh borders with canada are still closed yeah so they need a temporary home and you know patrick mahomes has some star power so obviously it's going to be something that's considered I mean, oh, you, well, you sign a half to... a billion dollar contract. Like. I just checked our audience. We do not have any listeners from Kansas and Missouri. So as of now, fuck those states. <laughs> <laughs> Until we get some fans from there. That, that you know, show some love. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a, it's a good idea for sure. Especially if it's just like for one season, it's not like a permanent move. Then you just keep everything the same and you just change the location. Right. Uh, so it's like, if it's a fine idea... <clears throat> Um, actually, in Kansas City, you you can keep them on the on the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah, is it a little bit more west than New Orleans or like Minneapolis? Sure, but like, it's not that big of a deal, right? Than say like Seattle and you're playing in the Eastern Conference or something like that. Yeah, or they could just do the conference real for one season, give Pelicans a chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, nah, nah, I'd rather see that fight in the West. And, you know, I'm not trying to be in the West either. So. <laughs> I think it's still a farewell. We'd get like a, we'd get like a solid. No, but if you make it past the uh, the West, you're, you're, you're like guaranteed a finals win, right? You know, you, like you know, you know who's in the West? 
<laughs> I said if you make it past the West. Right. But but if, if we have to live through live down Lebronto again, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. <laughs> I mean it'll be LeBron City now. LeBronzes? No, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's rough. But um <clears throat> other suggestion that's gotten a lot of um it's gotten a lot of support and honestly makes more sense in my eyes is they suggested moving them to Buffalo, New York. And orig- originally, I didn't want them to be in any state that already had a team because I felt like that just means we have no home advantage ever. Buffalo is like four hours away, bro. Exactly. So that's the thing. <laughs> no longer. So that's what that's what um basically like my sister's boyfriend was explaining to me that people from Buffalo and like Rochester and shit don't like New York City. They don't like their teams. So well, no one likes the teams in New York City. <laughs> exactly. So he said like it like it'd be good for the Raptors because you kind of can build a fan base there. It's only 30 minutes away, and the travel restriction is on U- U.S. citizens entering Canada, not Canadians entering the U.S. Yeah. So that means they just make the 30-minute drive, and then they can still go to home games. Yeah. I was thinking, like, Baltimore actually could be a good idea. Yeah, because originally we thought it was um further, but I literally just looked it up on maps. Toronto to Buffalo is 33 minutes. Yeah. I didn't know it was that close, but yeah, they could do it, or like, I don't know. It'll be tough yeah, to I find a one-year thing, especially because we don't have any details on the league yet, right? Nope. Oh, I should also add, uh, the Blue Jays are also currently playing in Buffalo, so it does. there's already the connection between the two cities. Yeah, because... Uh, or I, think I guess that's the case for baseball. Well, they're not now because yeah, like, baseball's, baseball's over. over. But they did. Good job, LA. You won another championship. Yay. Yeah, I guess congratulations <laughs> to the, the Dodgers, two LA teams winning. You know, Con- congrats first. to Magic Irvin Johnson. First time since 1988, whatever. Your team won. Your, your Lakers yeah. won that championship, and now you, the baseball team you own won a championship. He owns like, what is it, 4% of it? I have no like, idea. It's, I think it, it's, I think it's a majority. It's either four or like fourteen percent. It's not a it's not a big cut, but I mean, nonetheless, he's still like that's a that's a large um, amount when you consider the the cost of these teams. <clears throat> but yeah, no. Um, I guess we just have to wait and see whatever ends up working out. I do like the Buffalo idea, but I do think they need to build an arena if they're going to do it in Buffalo. Uh, he owns three point five billion dollars worth of the Dodgers, and that's enough for a majority stake. Okay, never mind. Uh, never mind. I don't know where I got that other number from. Then, okay, yeah, he's <laughs> definitely majority owner. Uh, next up, the Rockets finally hired a head coach. It's uh, Stephen. How do you pronounce that? Is it like Silas Silas? Stephen Silas. I think so. I think so. He's a Dallas assistant coach. His father was a head coach in the NBA, and they hired him. And Rockets fans love it. From what I've seen, Rockets fans, a lot of people like it, actually. I have a cousin who's not even a Rockets fan, but he, like, deep into basketball, he was saying he really likes that pickup. Uh, Luca actually credited him for a lot of his offensive development, and clearly Luca's like, an offensive monster. Like, he's he drops a 30-point triple-double like it's nothing. So, uh, also, it should be noted that he was the lead assistant coach in the best NBA offense in, in the best offense in NBA history at 
115 points per 100 possessions. So, I mean, I don't know what to expect. He was an assistant coach, so, you know, we really don't know what we're going to end up seeing. But they he has a lot of high praise, so this could be a very good thing for the Rockets, you know, and they kind of need that change up from their super rigid system. We can see if that ends up happening or whatever. And I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm guessing the same thing as always when there's a new coach. Like, we're kind of just reserved until we see what happens. I mean, yeah. especially because he's a, he, he was an assistant coach. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't have much to go off from there. But, hey, good luck to him. Yeah, it's some good news. And um, last episode, I said that I think the Rockets were the last team that, had, that didn't have a coach. But I think I was wrong because I'm pretty sure now it's just OKC. I mean, I know I was wrong because OKC didn't have a coach yet. But now I think it's officially just OKC that needs one. I mean, what, if you were OKC, what, what type of coach do you think you need right now? They're going rebuild? Get someone who's good with young people. So you just, but would you get like, a, like an experienced one? Yeah, an experienced system? development coach. Or would you get like a new coach? No, you can new get culture, new culture. You can get like an experienced development. I like honestly, Kenny Atkinson led those Nets teams to really overperform, and he had a lot of young talent and was able to like get get the most out of them, right? So mm-hmm. he's a solid candidate. Nate McMillan, he had like lack of playoff success, but the Pacers also faced a ton of injuries. Like he's another coach that really could deserve another chance. He wasn't bad. He led those Pacers teams to really overperform, given what he had all those years. And, like, yeah, he got swept a lot, but their team was always on half a leg. (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess, I don't know. And then, you know, like, obviously, like, black coaches don't really get a big chance in the NBA. Usually, like, it's usually, like, pretty harsh on them. So, I'd I'd like to see him being given another opportunity. No, no, no David Fisdale? (laughs) Fisdale, Fisdale, if he he can try out, he feels like, they feel like they want to make it happen. But I like I like McMillan a lot more than I like Fisdale. <laughs> I think I feel like if you go coach for the Dicks, you you take an L just because people are like, so how should why should we trust your judgment if you thought signing with the Knicks was a good idea? Because you get money unless, yeah. you, just, you, unless get, you just want to get paid for nothing. You get like four to five years worth of money in like a year or two when they cut you because you <laughs> sign a big contract and they have to buy it out. It's perfect. <laughs> But, um, nah, I mean, Fizz had Julius Randle running the ball up the court, like, making plays. Go to the left, go to the left. He's, he's not a point guard, remotely, so. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have point guards. All they had were power forwards. They yeah, had, they just had a bunch of forwards. They had a couple point guards. It's just all their good players were forwards. Alfred Payton was, was, was doing decent for them, I guess. He literally signed, like, three or four power forwards during the offseason. Well, yeah, no. The Knicks. I don't know how they come up. Two or three. I don't know how they how that poverty franchise comes up in every single podcast we record. Because they're such a bad team. It's like who else are you gonna make fun of? Clippers, Wolves, (laughs) Hornets. Okay, but like Bulls. But do they have the history? The Bulls actually have a direction of going up now. If the Bulls didn't have Michael Jordan, yes. Yeah. I, I but they have Michael Jordan. I guess the Cavs. So they're they're a historic franchise. They, they got LeBron. That's it though. But yeah, they got. That's it. It's all right back into nothingness right after. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
but yeah, so I mean, OKC, they're still finding out a coach. I Ideally, you know, for them, if they're rebuilding, you kind of want someone who can work with young talent, but also someone who, you know, can lead a team in the playoffs. <laughs> That's important down the line. And clearly, OKC is still a force to be reckoned with. They made like the fourth seed this year when they had a 0.8% chance of making the playoffs, according to expert predictions. And pretty much everyone. Like, I did mean, any everyone. of us? Did any of us think they were gonna make the playoffs? Did they? Were they a higher seed than the Rockets? They were tied record-wise. They okay. were technically the lower seed, but they were tied. Okay, because I was about to say, at one point, that was a race. It was like Rockets versus OKC. Exactly. Like, and that's crazy because obviously, you know, the two teams that made that big trade, like the Russ and CP3 trade, and it's like they finished with the same record. That. <laughs> that is crazy. That's something else. Uh, speaking of the Rockets, or I guess not the Rockets anymore, Daryl Morey has now been hired as the president of basketball operations for the Sixers. I don't know if any of you guys heard about that. Yeah, I saw that. I That's did. interesting. It is, they right? still have uh, yeah. Alton Brand as a GM. Yep, he's going to keep his Rivers. position. That is, a, that is a lot of management experience in one franchise. Right? So... Uh, we went over this, of course, that the Rockets um, were the like second most successful team in the past decade. Or since Daryl Morey took over, they had the second best win record of like any team in the NBA. And they didn't miss the playoffs. They didn't miss the playoffs once. The only team that didn't miss the playoffs once in that whole time. And it would have been the Spurs aside from this year, I think. Yeah. If they, ha- the they hadn't missed it this year. I want to say 20 years. They had a long streak. Long, long streak. But yeah. So clearly he has like a history of excellence. It may not be championships, but you know, success, I should say. And I mean, there were 14, uh, 14 consecutive misses away from being in the finals. Yeah, but that's not at all Daryl Morey's fault. <laughs> he, he didn't suit up. But yeah, so he could potentially turn this team around. The thing is, Daryl Morey's system is based entirely on, like, three-point shooting, and they have no shooters and two massive contracts that they need to offload somewhere. Well, it, it we talked about this in, in group chats. The Knicks said that they would take bad contracts now. They're going to yeah. do the full, uh, the Nets, re, um, like, a rebuild. It's like, yeah. I will take your picks, we'll take your bad contracts, we'll take your bad players. Just officially like, tank. Well... I mean, they've been tanking, but it's like now but, there's but intentionally like a, now instead of trying to lure hyper drive. <laughs> it's a, it's a process. Trust the process. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so maybe they can make a deal with the Knicks, like just get rid of some of their bad contracts. Maybe just buy them out. Right. Buy out like trade like Tobias Harris. Buy out uh Al Horford. And like. They're, I guess you're kind of stuck with Josh Richardson because he's, like, your best shooter, I they're, guess. They're really running out of options with those contracts because uh, the NBA took a, uh, I want to say, like, 18%. No, not 18%. That's that is a huge number. I think it was, like, 11% hit to their salary, to, the, to their earnings this year. Was it? They lost, like, $5 billion, something like that? I will double-check right mm-hmm. now. So you we, get... we talked about it last episode. No, we didn't, actually. They oh. lost eight point three billion, which was a ten percent drop in revenue. So mm. 
percent lower salary cap. Te- they're they're not sure yet, so they're talking about it and figuring out how to approach it. Because if that were the case, that would bring and they scaled it just like they normally do. Then that would mean that their salary cap drops from one hundred and nine million a year to ninety million. And I'm pretty sure the Sixers have like four contracts, for like thirty million. Oh I, I'll look this up right now. Hold on, just just keep talking. I'll figure it out. I mean, so Daryl Moore is a. I actually like that this pick. Me too. The only reason I'm a little bit I'm a little bit confused. Like I said, there's there's a lot of GM people here who are all like in one team, so I don't know if it's just gonna be like. Okay. I don't know if there's going to be clashes between, like, Daryl Morey and Elton Brand. <laughs> They're already, like, well into the luxury tax. How, how much in the luxury? Their, their payroll for next year is $147 million. <laughs> they have $36 million to Tobias Harris, 27 to Al Horford, 31.5 to Joel Embiid, 31.6 to Ben Simmons. I cut the Ben Simmons one. You you hit that ninety million. You that's almost a hundred million right there. Of all those people, you want to get rid of Ben Simmons? No, no. I'm just saying because the way you listed them. I was doing the math. I was adding them up when you listed them. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I love Ben. I'll keep in mind the two contracts I said they should get rid of are Tobias Harris and Al Horford. Dude. It's it's just and if they get rid of Josh Richardson, like uh, as long as you get a good like return for it, it's like I don't mind. You but know, like no, here's the crazy thing now, right? It's it's supposed to be. Oh wait, actually, sorry, I read for the 2021-2022 season. It's still 147. Actually, it's, did I we're not? We're going into we're going into 2020-2021. Yeah. Okay. No. So I read the the right one. Yeah, okay. okay, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I was about to say. But yeah, then they also have to pay uh, Josh Richardson is under contract. Zaire Smith is under contract. Under con- it's reversing the Elton, Elton Brand uh, stuff. Matisse Thibel is under contract. Mike Scott is under contract. Okay, that's not... That's Granted, not th- these are small contracts. Like Mike Scott, uh, S- Smith, uh, Thibel, uh, th- those are like... 5 million, 3.2 million, 2.7 million. Those aren't So that like mid, mid-level exception and down. Yeah, exactly. Those, those aren't bad, but it's like, it's the Josh Richardson, it's Tobias Harris, Al Horford. Those They're are starting five. Contracts. No, I meant like, Al Horford's not the starting five anymore. But, um, oh yeah, they're starting five in Al Horford. <laughs> um, no, it's like, you keep definitely keep Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, or they, I think they can do well. They can do they both. They can do well together. They can do both. Because uh, they can be the Lakers. Just have to have a bunch of shooters around them. That's what, like, everyone is so against it. I don't think you necessarily need to blow it up yet. No, I would, yeah. People are saying, like, either keep Ben Simmons or either keep uh, Joel Embiid. It's like, you can keep those two, but you need to make sure everyone else in that thing is either a playmaker or a three-point shooter. Right. Mm-hmm. Is like... That's what you need, because you need to space the floor. It's, it's not either or. Best Everyone else needs to be a shooter. Everyone else needs to be a respectable shooter from distance. Yeah, because like these are these two players are in inside the arc are some of the most dominant players in in the NBA right now. So let's see. Last year, Joel like for both a big of man, them top ten. It's not bad for a big man. Last year, Joel shot like thirty three percent from three, which is not great. But you know, like given. 
his size, and it was on a lot of volume. That man took 3.43s a game. What is he doing? Get in the paint. <laughs> I mean, there's no space oh in the God. paint, so he has to. I guess. And then let's just, for shits and giggles, let's look up Ben Simmons' percentage. Uh, oh, no, his three-point shooting percentage was incredible. <laughs> Wait, was it 30% or 50%? I forgot if he tried 3-3. Three, three, oh, never mind. I thought that's at 83%. That's 0.83. How many threes did he try? He averaged 0.13s for the season. 0.1 attempts and averaged zero three-points made. How many totals did he take? How many I will double-check those totals. Let's see. Because I don't remember yeah, if he tried one or, like, three. Like, it's one or the other. Yeah, just just give me a second. You Because I remember every single time he shot, it was, a, it was a highlight reel. Exactly. Like, not that he made it in. It's that he just attempted. Exactly. Like, I don't know. That's wild. Where the hell are his totals? I can't find them. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll keep looking. But, <laughs> but, yeah, so um, Sixers got a hefty payroll. And they're probably going to be the team that's most affected by this change. Do you think they'll just pause the salary cap? Like, they'll just take the same one as last year and just be like, we'll run with it? Because we'll take the L this season, but the next season we'll be back? I guess they could. It's just... I mean, because it was kind of unexpected, and they have been like pretty progressive, the NBA, as far as like everything that's been going on. So... Mm -hmm. It's possible, but in reality, they they'll probably just take a smallish hit, and then not punish as harsh if a team is in the luxury tax. Oh, also, we do have one. We have one other piece of basketball news that's happened. The Jazz got sold. That yeah, I forgot to write that. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. What, what was it? Two point seven billion. Yeah, I think so. No, no, yeah. it was it was cheaper. I'm pretty sure it was one point six. The Utah Jazz was sold for one point six six billion. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Wow. A billion. Who's the new owner? Uh, Ryan Smith. Uh, the Miller family sold it to Vivint. Sold sold the Utah Jazz in the Vivint Smart Home Arena to Qualtrics founder Ryan Smith. Oh, Qualtrics. Okay, I know them. There's some like it's a tech company yeah he's 40 a lifelong utah resident and jazz fan and he built a software company you know qualtrics and then he sold it for eight billion what a guy yep so that's interesting yeah apparently the jazz were like super super successful in their time like as i think the jazz since owned by the the, the Millers have been, like, the second most successful team in the NBA, which is... 35 years under the Miller family. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a very long amount of time. Like, they really... They really had, like, lasting success with that, I guess. For a small market team, too, that's especially impressive. The Larry... Uh, yeah, they, they had a 50% stake since 1985. Wow. Like, those are all the, like, Malone teams, the, like, Jesus Christ. They've been there for, like, pre-Jordan era. Uh, they had uh, yeah, I mean, nine division titles. Sale. 
they had nine division titles. They had 50 win seasons, uh, two Western Conference championships, and only the Spurs had a better winning percentage than the Jazz since the 1989-1990 season. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, like, you never think the Utah Jazz is, like, the second best winning team, like, percentage-wise since 1989. So what is that, 30 years? Yeah, more, but just about. Yeah. Very impressive. All right, a well, very impressive record that I had no idea they were that good. 16 50 win seasons. Yeah. Well, I guess Jesus. we got to put more pressure on the Jazz. They, 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 where's the chip, Donovan? <laughs> Come on. Right? They did all that. They had Stockton and Malone, and they still just couldn't get it done. But, you know. On, guys. All you have to do is beat Jordan and Pippen. That's all you had to do. Yeah, eat, <laughs> just eat, beat the Bulls. <laughs> I mean, didn't Orlando do it that one year? What? Beat the Bulls? Like the season, uh, the se- like the season Jordan came back. I think so. Yeah, Orlando did it one year. Like, what was it? It, it was like it, Jordan only showed up halfway through the season. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it was like when he was playing baseball, right? And then he was yeah. like, "Damn, I want to come back." Yeah. So that was so that was the Orlando beat him. The Orlando Magic beat the. Congrats to the Orlando Magic. Oh, wait. I finally (laughs) found the most notable (laughs) achievement since their inception. I finally found the totals for Ben Simmons shooting. I finally found it. It was like right in front of me the whole time. Uh, He shot for the 2019-2020 season, seven attempts, and he made two of them. So he actually shot 28 points. seven times? Yeah. He shot 28.6%. From three, I mixed it up with his career total was point eight three. Okay. But yeah, it's not I, good by I, any means. I, know. I don't remember it being seven. I thought it, I thought he shot like a total of three times, because there was the first one, the second one like a month later or two months later, and then the one in the bubble. Those are the ones I remember. Hmm. I know he hmm. shot seven times. That's right? seven. That's six. Uh, six plus over like the last season. Like, he made the first two. Oh, so he was hot at first, and then he just went on cold streak. At least I think I, he he made the first two because I remember him taking them, and that's when everyone was like, "Whoa, Ben Simmons took a three, and he hit it, <laughs> and he did I it mean, twice." Good for him. Is it so, is seven threes an accomplishment? There's a lot of players <laughs> that take more than seven threes in a single game. And he did it over a season. Okay, not damn neat players. You're talking about James Harden, Steph Curry, and like... Dame Lillard, uh, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal. <laughs> At least, I'm, I'm assuming all these guys take over seven threes. Or, like, they yeah, can. Right. On any given night, they, they, they will do it. They, they can, on any given night. It's not an average, yeah. but, you know, they can do it. Um, Hell, even fucking Aaron Baines did that. <laughs> Didn't he make like? Um, he made like five threes one game. Yeah, like, I think he made seven. Uh, Marcus I mean, Smart did like made seven one game. Yeah, no, he turned into a monster. That was um, in the playoffs against us. I felt yeah. so bad. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. Since we're all like repping our teams now. <laughs> what do you I mean? We're, we're repping players. I didn't say who, Toronto. Like, Aaron Baines That's was you don't have anyone, bro. Fred Van Vliet, do you remember that run? His career high in threes is nine, 14 attempts. So in one game, Aaron Baines shot twice as many as Ben Simmons did an entire season. 
Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Honestly, I think we're good with just that little tidbit. <laughs> you, you you think we're good? We can, we can end it here. It yes, has sir. been fifty five minutes. We actually got a reasonably long podcast today, and that's mainly because Let, of. Let's end it with Aaron Bay's just shot minutes. more threes in a single game, twice as many threes as a, in a single game than Ben Simmons did in his whole career. And... That's something Simmons should think about if he wants to be a, a winner. And he know? made nine of them. Let's not even act like he was just chucking up bricks. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm proud that Aaron Baines is on my fantasy team. Oh you cut God. him. <laughs> well, yeah, because Aiton came back. He got injured, yeah. <laughs> he did get injured. Okay, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Wait, when did he? When was that game? Like, when did he have that game? Did it? Did Did you like find oh, that? Oh, let no? me double check. I just lost it. Hold on. I mean, it's not that deep. All no, I need is, to check it's that. Possible. I'm, because the reason when I had them was, uh, I had him was when he was having really good games. So it's possible I had him when he. That, had that, him. Was, that, that wasn't this season. This season. That was not this season. Oh. Okay. Oh wait, it was actually. Sorry, 2019, 2020. Oh. <laughs> was it in like the fall? It was. Yeah, it was in the fall. No, it was it March sixth, twenty twenty. Okay, no way! I did not have him on my what team. What the? Really? That, that was when that he made that, that. He made those stats, and then people are like, "It was ridiculous." It was like James Harden and Aaron Baines are the only person to score this amount of points, have this many rebounds, and and take this many threes in one game. And it was literally just Aaron Baines and James Harden. <laughs> okay, guys, just just real quick, I just wanted to add this because um. I'll probably put this in the middle too because I'm sure a lot of people click off by the time we were signing off. But we double-checked because we couldn't find it while we were recording. So Aaron Baines in this game scored 37 points in a career high. He knocked down the most threes by a starting center in NBA history. And he joined James Harden as the only player to make nine threes and grab 16 rebounds in a game. You love to see it. <laughs> Goat talent right there. Against what team? Uh, the Blazers. I mean, their 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 defenses and all that. <laughs> their defense is trash. Right. But damn. All right. <laughs> I think we're good. But anyway. Right. So remember yeah, that good. uh there was one game this year where Aaron Baines made two more threes than Ben Simmons has attempted this entire season. Holy. And also he took twice as many attempts. So we'll end there. Uh, follow us on all social media at Off the Screen Pod, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you know, likes, good ratings. Do what you guys do, or do what you guys should do. And show us some love, man. We'll see you next week. You know, we drop every Friday. All right, peace out. Later. Peace. Hey.